This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey, welcome to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. This is maybe one of our most requested topics. So exciting. Which I think is interesting. It feels important. So on next week's episode... I don't know if this is right. Either next week's or maybe you heard it last week. Who the hell knows at this point? Because I don't know uh, the actual publishing schedule. We had Terry Real. And one of the things Terry Real talks about is that 75% of divorce is initiated by women. And I am interested to know if this topic adds into that. Interesting. So today's topic is going to be the fact that you are happily child-free by choice. One of my favorite things that somebody asked is this a temporary decision. We're going to get into that. We have so so many questions. Yes. Okay. So like that's what I'm saying. One of the most requested topics and the most I've ever seen us get questions. I think it's a big topic because People also don't know. Right. People don't know. And I think that, you know, when you really don't, and it feels like there's a timeline on it. Right. And when there's a timeline on Well, there is a legit timeline on it. I know. Like there's like a medical thing. Yeah. Right. There's a timeline. And so when there's a timeline and people feel like, I have to make this decision. And you don't know. It's like, oh, I really need guidance. I need someone to tell me. Yeah. So we're gonna talk today. We're talking about child-free by choice, not child-free by circumstances, right? There are some people that end up child-free, and it's not by choice. It's by circumstances, by loss, by infertility. Today, though, we are simply talking about a very deliberate, intentional choice, which you are making, which I'm making, and people still seem perplexed by that. I think As a mother, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just going to say that one right now. I get it. I think that... 
I think that um, anytime you're doing something that is counterculture, right? Going against the heteronormativity. Right. People question it. And I think that it throws people off. I think that a lot of people go into, you know, their adult life just thinking this is my next step. Right. Because they've been told this is my next step. Well, and you're not just told it like even in childhood, but like literally after your wedding. Right. So like there's a very funny TikTok that's like, you're dating. When are you going to engage? You're engaged. When are you going to get married? You're married. When are you going to have babies? Also, you have a baby. (laughs) When are you having a second one? When did people say, oh, when are you having a second one? When are you going to (laughs) die? What's the next step? Right. It's fucked up. But <laughs> it's probably like, when are you happy? Like, right. <laughs> oof. Um, but I hear a lot at weddings and I hear this all the time that when people are making like speeches and they're talking Countless. about the couple, yes. people will always say, oh, and I can't wait for you to pop out some kids. Like there will always be. I mean, the last wedding we went to, somebody said that. Exactly. And I, I always hear it and always think to myself, not just, okay, what if they don't want to have kids? Or what if they can't? What if they struggle to have kids? You know that there are these small little pressures that will be put into conversations. I notice them because we talk about it so much. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was thinking about, as as we were thinking about, you know, this topic about messages that you would get in childhood too, right? So you're given like a baby doll from a very young age. You know, what's funny though, like my daughter's obsessed with babies. She's because she's been around other babies, right? Mm. Like I have like friends that like have second or third children and she just like there's something like kids are very interested in babies. I think it's like there's something smaller than them. So I don't think I was. I have no doubt that that's true. Yeah. So I think that it's something for my there was not a point in my life. (laughs) Never had a maternal bone in my body. and, And the thing is, I am so maternal towards animals and adults. It's so true. But I am not maternal towards children and I never have. I have to tell you, you're, but like, it's like, you're so good with my daughter. Like, and I'm not saying that you like, don't like, I'm, I'm, first of all, like everything you're saying is like your lived experience. Totally. But also like, I've been on the FaceTiming you when you're like singing like songs to my daughter. So like, is that totally true? Well, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I know how to act. Actually, I don't know if I know how to act around kids because sometimes I talk to them like they're adults. But, yeah, that's what but makes I also, you a cool adult, though. Right. And I think, but I know how to bond with children and bonding with my friend's children, bonding with Millie is so important to me because, number you one, her to take care of you I need her to take care of me when I'm older. <laughs> and number two, like, the fact that she's half of you is yeah. so cool. And just the fact that my friends are having kids and they're half of my friends. Like, how cool is that? That you, There's like a little one of them and I don't have to take care of them 24-7. Well, that's a huge selling point. You know? <laughs> you know? So so I would say, but, but I've never had this like maternal instinct since I was younger. You know how you'll have like older kids that gravitate towards younger kids? Oh, I mean, like, like I was always a babysitter, right? Like I like liked babies. Like, yeah, like I have always had an interest and that's what I mean like I always knew I wanted to be a mother yeah like so when my you know when my younger cousins were over I was always just like I just can't wait till they grow up and like I was probably seven you know like I was so young and I was like (laughs) I can't wait till they grow up I can't wait till they grow up and I think I think some of it speaks to the fact that like I always felt uh, for some reason like probably being 
parentified in some way that I was like older than I was and just never really never felt that like maternal um, you know connection to kids and I think that my experience is very specific and I think that it might be a little bit more difficult for people who are on the fence right I mean, it's, I think it's way more difficult. it's been yeah. it, it's been pretty clear to me um, my entire life and I don't think I've come out and said specifically like I'm not having kids until I got into the relationship with my husband because I think I didn't really need to make that decision yet like it didn't feel like there was this okay I have to decide what's right for me um, and so but it, it, it really fits with my entire life and I think my family wasn't surprised, <laughs> <laughs> even though they still struggle, yeah. I think, a little bit with that. Um, but no one was really surprised when I said I'm not having kids. So I feel like the thing is, for people that are stuck in the middle, there's a fear of if I don't do it, and then I get into what they call, quote unquote, advanced maternal age, and I feel like I lose my chance, will I regret it? Nobody ever talks about if I do it, will I regret it? So that's, I, I was actually. Because <laughs> that's not cool prepping, to do. <laughs> prepping for this episode, I was talking to my husband about this. And I was, I, that's exactly what I said. I said, I would so much rather regret not having kids than having kids. And I feel like it's just nobody wants to say it because there's like a child. You know what I mean? But like, I think when I talk about this idea that 75% of divorce is initiated by women, I think a lot of it goes into the fact that once you have qu kids, many people report a lower quality of marriage. And I unfortunately know that. <laughs> <laughs> when you know too much, it it's, is not helpful. It's part of it. And I think, but, but I think it speaks to like, when you, even, even if you have kids and you regret it, it doesn't mean you're not going to love the kid oh my God, or you're not going to take care of them or. But you, you might know. struggle with your identity a little more. Exactly. You might figure, it, might, it might be hard. There's struggles that come with that. Yeah. For me personally, my independence is very important to me. It like. And you have a fear of being stuck. I have a fear of being stuck you, in something. And the reality is, is when you have kids, you're, I don't know if stuck would be the right word well, nobody wants us to say stuck. no one wants us to say stuck but but it's a decision that you're making that's permanent yes right and and it's another person yeah right that like it's you have to like think about another person that attachment that abandonment like all the stuff right and for me independence is very important and also i really get my maternal instincts fulfilled by my animals like, I really do. And you're very good at that. I just love them so much. So uh, we have so many questions. So I think we need to go to yes. listener questions. I'm ready. I don't have them. This was your job. <laughs> You're supposed to be asking me. <laughs> this was your job. I had one job. Somebody <laughs> hand them to me. It's because I never. Oh, it's because I gave my phone to oh, Nikki to there, buy something from Target. Oh, that was it. That is true. We mm -hmm. needed to order a ficus tree. Okay. Mm -hmm. A fake one because okay. no one can keep plants alive in this office. Um, here's a really good one okay. that I think you started to touch on that I feel is important. How to deal with your parents' disappointment. Okay. So for me personally, I would say my dad is much more disappointed than my mom. And I'll tell you why. Okay, yes. <laughs> I'll tell you why I think that is. I think that is because my mom understands why I would feel this way 
75% of divorces. And I have had this conversation with them. I love to bring up therapeutic topics with them. It's like get off to it, just taking them deeper because, you know, no one talked about anything growing up. And so I'm like, listen, I'm going to tear that wall down and talk about all the things you never talked about. Um, And so I kind of said, you know, listen, I think that no matter what, when you have a kid, it falls on the woman a lot of the time in a heterosexual relationship. I think that even the most balanced relationships who try very, very hard to be egalitarian, there is still a default. Part of that has to do with breastfeeding. Part of that has to do with societal norms. Part of that has to do with like literally you're in the hospital and you gave birth to something and your recovery is different, right? So like even in the most balanced relationships, there is going to be a a natural yeah. imbalance right Great and point. that's that's not you know it's not anyone causing it anyone's issue it just or is. any problem it just is and so i said that to my parents and um you know my dad agreed with me he was like yeah you know you're right you as a woman you have a different experience and so i'm like dad it makes sense that that's something that you would want i mean but I would have to birth the child and it would be, you know, so I have, I like to have conversations with them, but I think he really struggles with it. And I think that my parents struggle in a way where they're entering this phase of life where their friends have grandchildren. And I think that they're feeling the effects of possibly missing out on that with me. Okay. And so how do I deal with it? I remind myself that that's their journey and they're going to (laughs) struggle with that and that I have to make a decision that's right for myself. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? (laughs) It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. 
Prose is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chicks. Okay, I have a really good follow-up question. Ready? How do you, how do your in-laws feel? My family has known for years I want this path, but my in-laws don't. Hmm. All right. I'm going to speak once again to my experience. My husband has three other brothers and two of them have children already. And so, and I was very forthcoming about the fact that I didn't want children and so was my husband. Like with your mother-in-law, like you like had. Yeah, it was just very open. It's just always been an open discussion. I think once again, I think it's a little bit more difficult if, you know, your spouse is an only child and there's an expectation on them and you have to have this conversation with your in-laws. And I think that it's a tough, you know, I think that to expect to get out of these conversations, not disappointing anyone is, is going to be really tough. And I think that knowing that you disappointing someone else is not personal to you, you still have to make a decision that's right for you and your spouse, um, or and your partner, I should say, um, and that other people are going to have their feelings about it. It's not your responsibility to take care of their feelings about it, but to manage your emotions connected to their disappointment and that it's not personal to you. Okay, so then how, I think you started to get into this, but a lot of people have specific questions about this, right? So like one version of like how to deal with your parents' disappointment mm-hmm. and like, you know, um, uh, hold on, there was a really good question. Somebody phrased it. I loved like the way that somebody had phrased it and now I can't find it. I am so it's sorry. Okay. Um, so like really like your parents' disappointment, right? Like what to do if you really feel like your parents, you're letting your parents down. I think that your parents almost have to go through uh, maybe a little bit of a grieving process with their idea of what their future looked like, um, right? You know, your parents, if they had an expectation of you having children, then they pictured this future where they would, you know, be with you when you had the kid and be able to take care of them and be there, you know, that there would be kind of this legacy that was being passed on. And when you're presenting them with something that maybe doesn't fit with what their expectations were, they have to go through a process of grieving, right? Whether it's grieving or kind of working through that for themselves. And since you have spent so much time in your own head coming to this decision, 
you've really worked through that for yourself where you have said, okay, I have to see my life in this way and maybe it doesn't involve kids and this is what this is going to look like. And you've kind of gone through that process already. When you present that to someone else, they have to go through that process themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's something that they don't have control over. And so knowing that it might come with difficult feelings for them, you can give them the space to feel it. But once again, know that it's not something you have to take on of, oh, I have to make my parents happy. Yeah. And I think that's really hard for a lot of kids is that they're like, oh, it's my job in some way to make my parents happy. Okay, so I really, really like that answer for the record. We got a lot of these questions. Are you worried you'll change your mind later? Am I worried I would change my mind later? You know, I was thinking about this too, in that I really feel like the decision is one that I kind of make every day. Where... I think about it and you know some of the things I was thinking about is maybe when my friends start having kids it will change my mind (laughs) (laughs) now all your friends have kids now all my friends have kids they're all having children and and they all did it once right so like talk about the experience of like being left out of something your three best friends literally all had boys at the exact same time exact same time (laughs) And I was like, wow, like, I wonder how I'm going to feel about this. And honestly, I feel fine. So, so far. So far, so good. You're not worried about changing your mind. I'm not worried. So I'm I'm not worried about changing my mind. But but I'm kind of, you know, we've talked a lot about there's this idea that you have to do something that gets you to the point where you don't regret anything. But I'm also comfortable with the fact that it's okay if I have regrets or if I change my mind and it's too late that I've made this decision for myself for a reason. Um, I can't imagine going from the place where I am to a place where I'm like, I want children so bad now and I can't believe I made this. De- like, it would I be can never imagine that coming like, I can imagine you saying, like, oh, like, I'm kind of bummed I think in this one way, yes. right? Like, I'm sad to miss out on, like, this one specific thing. Yes. I can never imagine you being, like, oh, I made the wrong decision. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think that I, I expect to have those moments where I'm, like, oh, I'm going to miss out on these things or this yeah. is something I'm not going to have. Okay. I don't know if you experienced this one. Okay. So you might have to answer from a professional standpoint. Oof, okay. How did you stop the shaming from family and friends? I did. Ex- I have experience. Okay. All right. Tell me. Um, not from friends. More from. Yeah. Right. Did it like any of your no, friends? No no, 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 no. More from, I would say, just like older adults at different oh, yeah. events. Like I've had. What's the, can you tell us the worst one? Uh, it hasn't been. Oh, well, there, actually, I had a conversation with someone and they were like, well, isn't the point of just living just to have children and I was like (laughs) maybe the point of you living uh, yeah it's that was my exact response Mm -hmm. is like not for everyone you know like everyone has different reasons for living um I've had you know people will just make flipping comments like oh you know wait till you have kids or oh when all of you have kids together and you know I think I've said this before I love to make people uncomfortable in those situations and say oh I'm not having children and they'll kind of blank stare at me and um, they just don't know what to say like they don't know what to say but I have to say there's a difference between someone shaming you and feeling shame 
Mm. And I think that because I feel very comfortable with my decision, I don't feel shame in those instances. Yeah. And I think it might be, if I'm talking from a more professional standpoint, I think it's harder for someone who isn't as comfortable with their decision or maybe they're battling against their internalized expectations about what they should do, uh, what they're expected to do. And if they feel shame around that decision, then it's going to come up more when people make these comments. For me, I feel very comfortable with the decision. Okay. I really like this question that's coming up next. Okay. But I want you to think about it for a minute. Okay. Did you read any of these? No. Yeah. A few. Like, did you, do you know I, what I'm I asking? Like, I skimmed them. Okay. No, I have no clue. Okay. Are you trying to avoid something repeating a certain upbringing? Mm. Am I trying to avoid something? Do your parents listen to this podcast? Some of them. Okay. But they know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I make it very clear. So are you trying to avoid something, Jane? I don't think my decision is based on trying to avoid something, but I think if I had a child, I would definitely be passing on any sort of issues I have. I mean, if you talk about, if we talk about not wanting to feel stuck, right? That mm-hmm. like that's something... I struggle with is feeling stuck in something or feeling um, like I don't have my independence. Yeah. And so that would, I believe, I would have to do a lot of intensive, if I were, if I were to have a kid, I would have to do a lot of intensive work around that. Yeah. Because, and I would, I would do the work. And also there's a squirrel in our ceiling and it's making noise and it might bust through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh, good. He's br- oh, yeah. Oh, it's okay, bringing it's bringing all Good nice. for him. We're giving him a spot. Um, but yeah, I think I would do that atten- intensive work around it. But, you know, I don't think that's the reason for the decision, but 100% it would be part of it. I think that's natural in any relationship. And you know what's funny is, like, I've heard people say before, like, yeah, like, I might be interested in having kids, but, like, the reality is, is like, I raised all my siblings, so, like, I'm done. You're so, burnt like, out. I think that's the thing is that, like, maybe you are avoiding something, and, like, is that necessarily an issue? Right? Like, it's okay to be done with something or feel like I'm looking for something else. And it's also okay to be like, you know what? Like, I might like this, but also I'm going to make this other decision. Right. And it doesn't mean you have to love 100% of anything. Absolutely. And I think it's just how you choose to live your life, you know? Before meeting your husband, how early would you share this in a relationship that you were not going to have kids? I, me personally, I didn't. Okay. And uh, because I was 26 when I met my husband, and it didn't really feel necessary before that. Yeah, it's too early. You know? It never came up before in other relationships? No. You had other long-term relationships. I did, but I was very young. I, I just, I always felt very young and like this wasn't a conversation. And I think my, you know, my rela- my relationship with my husband was the most, the only one that I was like, we're headed towards marriage. Okay. Is it annoying hearing about your friend's kids all the time? <laughs> no. I'm sitting right here. No. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> like, that Millie bitch is crazy. I get that. <laughs> I have to say, no. But but the fact of the matter is, my friends really just started having kids. So yeah. ask me in like four years. I probably have the oldest child. You do? Yeah. And she's great. She's literally amazing. The best. I know. it's She's very easy to love. She is. Okay. Um, I want to ask you. I love it. It's like rapid fire. Do you like this? Yeah, I do. Here's a really interesting question that I think is the one question that's going to stump you. Mm. 
Because I think this is the one question that you have a little bit of fear around. I'm ready. How do you plan to handle things when you're elderly? Because Millie. I think... What? Millie. <laughs> Millie's going to take care of me. No. Well, when Millie, you know, grows up and moves to Taiwan to live out her dreams. Right. Right? She won't be able to take care of <laughs> no either of us. No expectations on her at all. <laughs> we, But, um, so, like, I think that's the one thing that is like isn't that so interesting that's like a real fear right like what will happen to me although dude you guys gotta admit like by the time we're older how fucking sweet a retirement home's gonna be so also I was i'm thinking- gonna smoke pot and do shrooms literally all day long oh, yeah, and just we'll have like up. oh i'm just gonna have like a virtual reality headset on and i'm gonna live and i i mean my grandmother was like in a retirement home and she was just like Chilling. Chilling. Also, my. It's the reason why STD rates are so high there. Absolutely. Well, they're all having sex with each other. Mm -hmm. I don't blame them, right? Like, live out the rest of your days. Um, I actually feel pretty good about that. I'll tell you why. My plan is to save the money that I would have spent on a child for a really nice retirement. For a really nice retirement home. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. 
So I think that's a really good thing to think about. Like if that's something that's coming up for you about one of the reasons that keeps you in, is that really the reason to have a child? Or do you just have to think about budgeting differently and, in your life? And you don't know what kind of relationship you could have with your child. It's so true. Like you might get older and your child might fucking hate your guts. <laughs> You or know? just move to Taiwan to or live out to their dreams like with no negative thing, anything. Right? And it's almost, I hate to say it, but it's almost like in having a child, there's like an expectation that they need to take care of you at the end of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think in this generation, a lot of people are choosing to not have children. I think there's going to be more services for, as we get older, I think there's going to be more services for people. Like a Jetsons. Like the Jetsons. Like you can just have a robot. I could just float to the moon. Did you see Amazon's new robot that people are saying looks like Wally? No. It doesn't even do anything that cool. It doesn't like clean your house. Okay, also, what happened in the Jetsons? Oh, never watched it. <laughs> Did I, you? No. That's I was like I just know they had a bunch of robots and they had a maid robot, right? But they, like but like Were they in the so They had a maid space? robot. Like that's okay, like if I was gonna have a full robot. Yeah. Talk about money. And it cleaned my whole effing house, not just a room, but not just the floors. It dusted, it scrubbed shit down, it folded the laundry. I, I would pay a lot of money for that. 100%. I'd be saving like pennies. Smart house. Yes. Did you ever see Smart House? Did I ever see Smart House? Did I smart ever house? see Smart and House? And then did the house turn Wait, on them? It, it did. <laughs> Dude, do you know something actually, this is so weird. Did you know that in Aaron, in my in-law's house, they have a central vac system that you can um, put. I've seen that. Have you seen you this before? You sweep it into like the yep, little just, hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You That's just put cool. everything on the floor and then you sweep it into a hole in the wall and they have a central vac system. Where does it go? Well, I don't know. I've never asked that question actually. <laughs> that is an important question to ask. It's no, I'm sure it goes in something. But like what? Back into the house and then they just keep sweeping. <laughs> so like cycle um uh, but i think that's a really good point like where are you putting your money towards i think that listen kids are expensive are they i haven't discovered that yet jennifer uh, i just think you know there's some money they're gonna be spending on children it's a great and point. i would like to you know you could just put the money that you would typically spend on a child into a retirement fund once you retire you pay for some nice services that's at true. the end of your life what services I don't know. Time will tell. Okay, if okay. I have lost my mind by that point, will you help me? <laughs> Babe, I always. Just want you to take honey, care I got to tell you something. You lost your mind now. Oh, okay. Shoot. How do you bring up How do you bring up with someone the subject um I'm sorry. How to bring up the subject with someone that you're dating but not having having children. So like I know this didn't really come up for you, but I'm wondering your advice in this situation. It seems like a lot of people are wondering, like, they've already made this decision. They don't know how to bring it up on dates, how early to bring it up, when's appropriate. Like, what would you say? So First, I'll tell you about what happened in my relationship that I would say we were like three dates in and three days. That's pretty early. Very early. And, um, you know, we clearly really hit it off in the first two, (laughs) three dates in. We were in Rittenhouse Park. Mm -hmm. And um, let me first say before that date, my husband said, do you want to go on a run? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Do I want to? But go this on is a like when he was a CrossFit trainer. Yeah, and like yeah, he was yeah. like doing I've, some different stuff, and he didn't know about yeah. you yet. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> I mean, when Here's, I said, "Are you fucking?" This is what we talk about when thin privilege is people assume you work out. I, <laughs> <laughs> the issue with thin privilege he is was wrong. You don't work out. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, uh, no, I don't." Um, so instead, we sat in a park. Very nice. And um, 
you know, we were just chatting and there were kids around and I saw a kid. I said to him, how do you feel about kids? And he said, oh, you know, they're okay. And I was like, so you hate them? (laughs) And he was like, yeah, you know, he was he was dancing around it. Yes. Because I think it was it was, he was worried. He right? was He's worried. Like, going to be the deal breaker. Uh, exactly. And I was like, listen, I'm not really into kids. And he was like, oh, God. Thank and God, he proposed same. in that exact And moment. then he proposed and we got married in Real Square that day. Um, no, but but, you know, I think you can bring it up in a way that's kind of light where yeah. just like I did, where you said, how do you feel about kids? Right. You're not like, well, I I don't want kids. And you kind of bring up the conversation of children if it's getting serious, because it's a really important thing to know. You think? And I think I think another tough situation that didn't happen in my relationship hasn't happened in my relationship, I should say, um, is that sometimes people go in wanting the same things and then one person might change their mind. Mm. And so you kind of have to decide what's your priority in that situation. Yeah. But I think if you don't want kids, it is really important to bring it up in the relationship if you see that it's getting serious. Mm-hmm. And I think it's okay to bring it up in the first few dates. Yeah. You know, if you're serious and you know what you want, I think it's okay to be like, hey, listen, just to let you know, I'm not really interested in having kids. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are about that. Yeah. Or are you interested in having kids? I think it's important to know that because it's a huge deal breaker for some people. And it's interesting, right? That like a lot of people had said like, at what point do I do this? And what date do I do this? Like people are waiting. Like, I don't think that there's a magic number. Right. And I think that the bigger fear, I think for men, is probably the bigger fear is like, if she brings this up, this means that like, she's like ready right now. But like a lot of times people are just bringing it up because they're just like figuring out some dating deal breakers. And that's a huge, I mean, listen, having kids is a huge life change. Yes. It's important to know if your partner wants that, right? As much as you connect, if you don't connect over that, that's going to be a huge disconnect. Yeah. I like this one. I think you've answered a little bit, but I just need to say this one because I think it's very good. Okay. Advice on handling societal pressure on women uh, or women who look down on you for not having kids. I don't know if I want a kid or not, but I really don't appreciate always hearing, just wait until you have kids. I mean, how patronizing is that? And people say that all the time. Okay. That's why I'm saying I want to know the worst thing. People also say that when you're younger, right? If you think about... I mean, when you would get in fights with wait, like, your mom. But also, like, when I had a baby, they'd be like, wait until you have a toddler. Now that I have a toddler, it's like, wait till you have a teenager. You're just waiting for the rest of your life. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> it's difficult at every stage. Thank you. But I think, but remember. Like, Why do we do that? I don't know. Because we want people to feel our experience. Right? So, like, okay, example. You get in a fight with your mom, right? Or she would be telling you something. Go do this or go do this. And you'd like yell at her like, mom, <laughs> I'm not doing that. And she'd be like, you just wait until you have kids, right? That's yeah. like a common, I think a common for like, sure reaction. But you grow up and you're like, listen, mom, I, I'm never going to know your experience. <laughs> for you. <laughs> Which is funny because like for me, I'm like, oh my God. You get it. I get it. Right, like I even get it seeing my friends who have kids and having clients who have kids, and like I completely 
understand well, that. And you're also very good about though because you always say you're like Emily like I don't know how you're doing it like you're also a very respectful friend that like the reality is is like you and I do have different lives and you're like very good at being like yeah like you have less freedom your schedule is a little bit tighter I don't right? know how you're doing it I don't yeah. know how you have energy I don't know how you're functioning yeah <laughs> so like I think it is different but I think I think that to also look inward at if someone's saying to you, wait until you have kids, and that brings up a lot of anger in you, right? Or that feels very shaming. What is that bringing up for you, mm. right? Like what could that be bringing to the surface for you? Because I have to say it feels like an opportunity for me to like, it feels like a teachable moment. Oh, a teachable moment. You know, it feels like, oh, this person, this person has an internalized idea about how women should be living their lives. Yes. And I, this is my opportunity that's to say, ship. hey, listen, that's their stuff, right? And so this is my moment to help teach them that not everyone has to follow these rules. Okay. But I live for that. How do you respond? This is someone asking for advice for themselves. Okay. How, do you, how to respond to parents who ask if you're planning on having kids? I'm only 20 years old. My Lord, I am so sorry. <laughs> 20 years old and already getting that. Man, it's just going to get worse. <laughs> I would say, listen. Just wait until you're 25. <laughs> Didn't we just say people shouldn't do that? <laughs> I mean, I feel so bad. Yeah, that that is aggressive. I would be like, listen, I'm only 20 years old. It's not a decision I'm ready to make yet. Yeah. If you're not ready to make it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know is a really great sentence. Right. I'm not sure. I'll get back to you. I'll, I'll get let back you, to you on that. I'll let you know when I make a decision on that. I that's, think that's a really great thing to say. I think that's good, too, because it's not like, oh, you know, you're not leaving it open-ended for them to keep asking you once a year, like on your birthday. Yeah. You know, where you're saying, I will get back to you. It's going to be my decision to get back to you and tell you what my decision is. Yes. What should someone say to a partner if they're not sure about child-free or having kids? Mm. This is the harder one. And this stuff, I think this is where people get stuck, right? Because like for me who knew I wanted to be a mom and you who knew you didn't want to be a mom, the harder thing is like when we talk about this as a deal breaker, what about the people who don't know? What do they do during dating? I think it's something you say, right? Like you can be authentic and honest about like, listen, I don't know how I feel about this yet. Yeah. Right. And it's something I'm exploring. If you get into a relationship where your partner is gung-ho about having kids and you're still figuring it out, I think it's important to be authentic about this is something I'm still figuring out mm -hmm. and to do exploration around it, right? If you're trying to figure out in the relationship if you can move forward because your partner really does want kids and you're not sure about it yet to make efforts to say is this something I want how do I explore if it's something I want you know I think when when we're unsure of something it's so much easier to avoid it and say like oh I'm just gonna kick this down the road mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and so to address it to say okay well like if this is a relationship that's important to me how do I address this for myself how do I look at this for myself to be able to figure out if this and that might take time what do you yeah. think no, I mean, I think I just like the idea. One. I just like the idea of I don't know being in a completely appropriate response, no matter what the question is, because there's a lot of shit in life we just simply do not know. But I think we feel like we're supposed to figure it out. I get asked it all the time. What about 
are you gonna have more kids i don't know <laughs> i too i truly do not know also i think something to bring up too is that i feel like and we talk about this with dating that i feel like there's this expectation that if if you do want to have kids or you should have kids in some way that like you shouldn't have any doubts <laughs> right or if i have you, doubts about literally everything exactly. i do in life and if you sh- if you choose to not have kids you shouldn't have doubts the other way and i have doubts yeah because that's part of being human that's part of being an analytical human who can think about things very intensely but to know that no decision that might be right for you has to come without those doubts. Yes. When we put that pressure on ourselves to make a decision with no doubts, then we're even more confused. So, Jen, as we hit the end of this episode, mm-hmm. what is something you want people to know about wonderful child-free people? I see you. <laughs> I really commend you for making a decision that might be against what other people's idea of your life should be because that's not easy. It's not easy to make a decision that's right for you that that other people question for you mm-hmm. that might disappoint other people. I think the fact that you're making a decision that's right for you is important for the people who are still deciding or still figuring that out give yourself space to do so um and to once again know that there's you know you're allowed to have doubts and even though they're scary and i think doubts can be really scary for people and to know that no decision you know decisions might come with regrets too and that the regret doesn't necessarily mean you made the wrong decision Mm. but that you know, that that's also just a part of life and that it might bring up some challenges to make this decision, but you're working through it and keep taking care of yourself. Keep thanks. doing you. Thanks for telling your, thanks for telling us a little bit about you. You're welcome. It's <laughs> just gotten used to it at this point. <laughs> if this message was good for you and you thought someone else in your life might enjoy it please feel free to send it on over to them we always appreciate a five-star review it's you rate review subscribe and follow an apple podcast we love you and don't forget to grow yourself you gotta know yourself we'll see you next week <laughs>